I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. We talk a lot about COVID-19 on this show. And while many of us, especially here in the Bay Area, have relied on vaccines to protect us from serious illness or death, there is still one lingering gray area that is stumping a lot of researchers. Do vaccines prevent long COVID? Long COVID, as you may know by now, presents debilitating symptoms that last well beyond the initial illness. They range from a vanished sense of smell and shortness of breath all the way to psychosis. But do these risks apply to fully vaccinated people? One Bay Area woman can answer that question for you. She and her husband contracted COVID-19 after her kids, who are too young to be vaccinated, got infected from school. She and her family had textbook symptoms, but then that all changed for her. Around day 10, I, after having continued fever, uh, fatigue, chills, uh, headache, congestion, um, I developed chest pain and shortness of breath that took me to the emergency room. That was back in September 2021. The woman, who prefers to remain anonymous, says in the four months since then, it has only gotten worse. So I think there's just a slew of emotions that you go through. I think for me personally, the first was shock. Just that, is this <laughs> is this really happening? You know? And then you know, kind of anger <laughs> as you start to continue experiencing these things that it's sort of an unknown area. There's not a lot of answers in the medical community about symptoms, about how to manage them. The woman you just heard from is one of the people Chronicle reporter Nanette Asimov interviewed for an upcoming story about long COVID. Nanette joins me to talk about whether vaccines protect against these lingering, sometimes life-changing symptoms. Nanette, thanks for joining me on Fifth and Mission. Happy to be here. So, Nanette, you've reported on long COVID for The Chronicle. Before we dive into your latest story, remind us what have been the main characteristics of long COVID. There's such a range of persistent symptoms. How do we define someone who has long COVID? You know, that's the million-dollar question because researchers right now are trying to come up with an explanation or a a definitive agreed on definition of long COVID. It can be anything from I've lost my sense of smell. I can't taste anymore. Um, I have persistent muscle aches and all of that. But how long that lasts to qualify for long COVID is up for discussion. So some studies use 28 days. Some studies use three to five months. But in reality, some people have had this since the beginning of the pandemic. They got sick in March and they still have symptoms. Mm. Some people have it for a year. And so it's that definition is what researchers are trying to figure out. So we've heard a lot of these stories, particularly in the beginning of the pandemic before vaccinations were available. So what's the short answer to the question that so many of us have right now at this stage of the pandemic? Do vaccinations prevent long COVID? Well, it looks like vaccinations don't prevent long COVID, but they can reduce the chances of it. And these are early studies. So this is a question that researchers are still trying to figure out, but it looks like they can help prevent it in some cases. What the studies are finding, and I'll describe some of those, but I interviewed somebody who was vaccinated then got COVID, so it's a breakthrough case, and then she got 
long COVID. So she's not the only one, but it looks like from early studies that there are going to be fewer people in those situations because of vaccines. We heard from the woman you interviewed earlier. She had a breakthrough infection and ended up with long COVID. Can you tell me more about her experience? Sure. Um, she's 47. She's a healthcare worker. And she got COVID long after being vaccinated. She got it in September. And she still can't smell. She still can't taste. Mm. And she was a competitive swimmer before her illness, but she can't even ride an exercise bike now without becoming mm. exhausted. So the symptoms um, through the last four months have really been almost like a dynamic evolution. Currently, today, I have continued headaches, extreme fatigue, um, as well as kind of partial taste and smell. I also have a ringing in one of my ears um, that's associated with some decreased hearing um, and just overall um, sleep disturbances, waking in the night, waking in the early mornings, not getting restful sleep, as well as some mood symptoms um, like anxiety, new anxiety, I should say, um, and then some, some scattered thinking and brain fog at this point in time. It's a really difficult thing to try to explain to people around you. Um, and it's somewhat like living with a chronic disease that no one's really ever heard about and doesn't really know how to take when you let them know that you're experiencing that. More with Nanette Asimov after a quick break. What does the latest scientific research say about the impact of vaccines on getting long COVID? And does getting the vaccine after you get COVID also help? More after the break. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Nanette, before the break, we heard from a fully vaccinated woman who we're not identifying that now has long COVID. Her experience sounds frightening. Since long COVID research requires a good amount of time to pass before we understand what's happening, do we even have good scientific research available at this point? Well, there's really not great literature available right now. And I'll just start by saying the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, has called tackling and understanding long COVID a public health priority. And so they're spending $1.15 billion and sending research dollars all around the country. So it is this priority. But some studies, some early uh, studies have come out. And one of the most notable was published in Lancet, the uh, medical journal, in September, and it was peer-reviewed. And the only problem with that study is that it was self-reported. So researchers looked at that data, and they found that the odds of having symptoms that last for more than 28 days in, in breakthrough cases, if you got a breakthrough case, your odds of having symptoms lasting for you know roughly a month are half of people mm. who are unvaccinated. So it was 5.2% of the vaccinated versus 11.4% of the unvaccinated. So mm. that's an early study. You know, there's some problems with it, but it's really 
gives a leading indicator that vaccines maybe do have some sort of helpful impact on your chances of getting long COVID. Mm-hmm. And there was another one um, that's that's notable. And this one was not peer reviewed. And it found out that the timing of when you get your vaccination, like if you get it before you're infected versus if you got it maybe within a month or two months or three months after you got infected, the longer you wait to get your vaccine, the more people got long COVID. And that was defined as lasting from three to five months. Because there are such different kinds of symptoms that qualify as long COVID and some are more severe than others, do we know if there are any pre-existing conditions that make someone maybe more susceptible to the serious uh, symptoms of long COVID? You know, that, that's an, uh, a question that researchers are definitely looking at. And one of them told me, It may be that people have some autoimmune disease that they don't know about. Maybe their immune system is doing something unusual that others do not. And, you know, a lot of people have heard of autoimmune disorders, and that's when your own immune system sort of misfires and attacks you in some way. And there's increasing amount of thought that long COVID cases may be as a result of immune system's gone awry. So Nanette, one of the things that stuck with me early in the pandemic when it comes to long COVID is that there wasn't yet a lot of support for people with it from health insurance coverage to medical resources. And that could be really isolating for people going through this. Are there more resources now? Is it clearer where people can turn to if they're struggling with this? Well, I think the answer is yes. But if you talk to people who have long COVID, thousands of them really. And they have formed online communities and social media. Um, There's one called Body Politic. And there is a great deal of anger in the community that when they go to their doctors and have explained, you know, hey, I've got this array of symptoms, um, because maybe the doctors don't know what to do with that. It's like, what do you mean you have, uh, you know, all these unrelated symptoms. And I don't know what to do about that. Maybe it's in your head. Maybe you just need to sleep more. And so Mm -hmm. um, a lot of uh, uh, people with long COVID have expressed frustration, anger. You know, they're, they're becoming activists because they want to be believed. And increasingly, doctors and scientists understand that it really is real. And so long COVID clinics have been popping up. There's been much more activism and news that, you know, and and people speaking out about this is real, don't dismiss us. And so the problem, though, is that there aren't a lot of answers yet. So Mm -hmm. yes, you can go online and yes, you can complain to your doctor and maybe be listened to and believed, but there are not a lot of solutions at this point. It is encouraging that it sounds like vaccinations could be a key way to preventing long COVID. Did the health experts you talked to suggest any other advice for people, or is it just get vaccinated to protect yourself from this really potentially debilitating problem? I wish they had more than that, but that's a pretty simple solution, if not a 100% solution. But, you know, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. 
I, I wouldn't want to get long COVID. And I don't think anybody listening here wants to get long COVID in any way, shape or form. And if there's one thing, you know, to do to reduce the chances of it, and if that's a vaccine, you know, get vaccinated. Nanette, thank you so much for your important reporting and thanks so much for sharing it with me. Thank you so much. Nanette Asimov covers the COVID-19 pandemic, among other topics, for the San Francisco Chronicle. Her story about vaccinations and long COVID will be online later this week at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode and to you for listening. <laughs> 